live on location tonight from the University of Manitoba. The Canada West Men's Basketball Championship is here. First round action underway today. Four games today, four games tomorrow. Tomorrow is when the Westmen and the Bisons will both be in action. All right, so why are we here tonight at the Investors Group Athletic Center, IGAC? Well, they have changed the format again. They've, they've done this a lot in Canada West basketball. When I started doing play-by-play -play for the Westmen, I think it was in 2017, it was best of three playing round, best of three quarterfinal at a different site, and then you'd have the final four at the highest remaining team. And then they started getting rid of best ofs, and it was just a one-game winner-take-all in the play-in, and then you'd travel, like last year, the Westman beat the Brandon Bobcats in triple overtime in the one-game play-in round, and then they went to the University of Manitoba in the one-game semifinal. And uh, they took care of business there in an epic game. But this year, single elimination. Knockout tournament, all one site, starting today. And by the end of Sunday, we will have a champion of the Canada West Conference. The number one seed is Victoria. 17-3, led by Conference Player of the Year for the second year in a row, Diego Mafia. They won the conference last year. Calgary is the second seed. Winnipeg is seed number three. And the hometown Manitoba Bisons are the fourth seed. So they've all earned first round buys. Now at 13 and 7, the Bisons actually finished tied for sixth based solely on their record, but based on RPI, they were bumped to fourth. What RPI is, if you're unfamiliar, is a mathematical formula that takes into account strength of schedule and who you beat because out of the 16 other teams in conference, you only play 10 of them. It's a way to balance things out. The Bisons had a pretty tough sched this year. They faced the defending champion Vikes. They split those games, though uh, Diego Mafia was not in those games. He missed those. Um, I don't think RPI accounts for the best player on the other team not being there. Um, they Bison split with the second seed Calgary Dinos. They were swept by the third seed Westman. They were swept by the fifth seed UBC Thunderbirds. Yes, they faced all the best teams. And compare that to last year. They went 18-2 and against a slightly easier schedule. They hosted the Westman in uh, the semifinals and lost that one. And most of the players are back from that game. Led by first-team all-star Simon Hildebrandt. The Bisons, are they ready to make a run? Well, yesterday we had a chance to attend practice, and I talked to head coach Kirby Shep about being the host team for the first ever single knockout tournament in Canada West basketball play. I mean, the host team is always, uh, it's always super exciting because you get the big event on your home court. I think it's good for basketball, good for the sports community in many ways. Um, but it's also an added bout of pressure, you know, a little bit with that. So, uh I mean, we're feeling good, as good as we can at this time of year. You know, guys are maybe a little bit banged up, but I'm sure most teams are dealing with that. So uh, we're just excited for the opportunity. How do you think the season went after last year's 18-win campaign? Yeah, I mean, I think there were ups and downs for sure. We had a tougher schedule this year, I would say. Uh, you know, in some ways that affected our record. In other ways, I think that helps prepare you for these moments, right? I mean... All of the top teams that are coming here, we played all of them. So there was no one, you know, like last year maybe we we didn't play some of the best teams that were kind of in at the end. And this year we've played all the best teams. We feel very prepared. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think in some ways it, it's been better for us. Well, it reflects in your RPI. You still am finishing fourth, sure. despite with 13 and 7. Uh, last year's, you get the... 
you lose in the semifinal in the home court. It's an amazing atmosphere. But how much does that loss fuel this year's team with most of the players back? Yeah, I don't know so much as fuel as much as prepare, right? So, I mean, I think especially with younger players, you know, we, we have a young team. It's going through that moment. You almost have to do that as a rite of passage to sort of prepare you for what's to come, right? We're expecting a similar type of situation, a similar type of environment here, you know, on Thursday night regardless of who we play. And I think that having that game and those games last year, I think, helps prepare a young group for hopefully a more successful run this year. How do you think Simon Hildebrand has done in his second year after getting the Sea Bears experience in the summer? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, I think in many ways mentally he's probably more prepared, uh, you know, going through those situations, you know, playing in front of big crowds with the Sea Bears. And uh, so uh, he's uh, the bright lights are maybe not as bright for him in this situation. Well, hopefully uh, gives him more confidence. The new format where single site knockout and in five days we go from 12 to 1. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think it's great. I am a big fan of it. Uh, in many ways, it's heartbreaking, and you know, for a lot of, you know, eleven other teams, and uh, it's it's like, you know, ripping off a bandaid in a way, right? Like, I mean, it's going to hurt if things don't go your well way, but you know, I think it. Uh, I think it's better for the game. I think it's better for the experience. I'm a big fan of it. It's the first time we've ever done it. It's the first time it's ever been done in Canadian history, a 12-team university tournament with this much on the line. So uh, I'm really excited for it. Because you've been coaching for a long time. You've seen it go from best of three play-in series sure, and then it takes yeah. weeks to go through to now this. Yeah. Uh, it's quicker and it's, it's cheaper, but it, I'm assuming it's going to create a lot more excitement. Yeah, I think so. No, I think I think we've got to look at it from a broader perspective in terms of growing the game, right? And I, I think this is definitely going to accomplish that. Um, yeah. So I think we've had eight-team tournaments, and Westman Classic is a phenomenal event that used to happen every year at Christmas time, you know, where eight teams played. But in that event, it was mid-season, teams coming off a break, exhibition, less on the line. This is everything on the line, you know, win or go home. Uh, teams playing at their absolute best basketball this season, some of the best teams in the country here. Uh, I'm really excited for, for what Winnipeg basketball fans are going to see, but also just for the, for the community at large. Now, as mentioned, Hildebrandt is a difference maker on the squad. The 6'9 sophomore out of Mennonite Brethren Collegiate Institute averaged just over 16 points per game on the season, and I asked him how he feels about hosting this event. Uh, definitely, definitely a great, great, uh, great chance for us to make some noise here, you know. We don't have to travel. We got the home crowd, home court, and we'll use that advantage as much as we can. Single elimination game. I mean, you had one last year, but the fact that the whole conference will be decided in this building, how exciting is that going to be just as a basketball fan? Oh, I think it's uh, it's awesome. It kind of it reminds me of all the the conference tournaments in the U.S. Right, like every uh, every Division One uh, uh, conference there. So now it's. It's kind of cool to have our own thing here, and we're hosting all of Western Canada, and it's a chance for people to come see some of the best college basketball in the country. So it's not like March Madness, it'd be like a February frenzy, I guess? Yeah, I guess you could call it that. So your season, how do you think it's gone, your second year in Canada West? Uh, it's been good. There's definitely been some uh, some learning curves, you know, like some ups and downs as every season has, but I think I've definitely improved a lot, like off the court, like my leadership, and on the court, just taking things slow and my confidence, for sure. How much did the Sea Bears experience help with that? Uh, so much, right? Just like being able to play against uh, like all these older professional guys all summer and just taking like little nuggets from, from each day of practice and applying them to my season here. The loss to the Westmen in last year's playoffs, 
Coach didn't say it was fuel so much as it was a learning experience. How would you classify that and how it affected this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough to lose like that in playoffs, especially by three. And it hurts a little more because it's the Western, right, like crosstown rivals. But, yeah, I mean, we definitely learned a lot from that experience and maybe fueled us a little bit heading into this season too. So today you practice, tomorrow you're going to be scouting? Probably. Probably. I think we might. I don't know if we practice tomorrow, but we'll definitely have some meetings, some scouting, watch a lot of the games too, and just a chance to, you know, watch high-quality basketball in, in Winnipeg too. And then what are you expecting for the atmosphere Thursday night? Um, home is going to be packed in here. Leading scorer on the Bisons this season is Darren Watts, third-year guard out of Miles Mack, averaged 16.4 points per game this year, number 12 in the conference. Feeling great, man. We had lots of amazing practices leading up to this uh, tournament, so I'm feeling very confident in our team. How excited are you just to play, though, because it's been a couple weeks? I'm excited. Man. It's been a while, and I know it's going to be lots of fans, and it's always the most fun when the stands are packed. So you don't know who you're playing yet. How does that affect your preparation? Um, we'll, we'll prepare for both teams, so it's just a little bit more film, uh, a little bit more uh, looking at the scout, but it doesn't really change much. Just go harder. How do you think your season has gone, personally? Personally, I think my season has uh, gone pretty well. I made a big jump from last year, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with what I've done, but you know, I've got to keep improving for sure. What do you think the, the strength of your team is? Um, I think how good we are at every single level uh like at every single position and there's not really a drop off you know some teams will have like their best like three guys and then boom they'll just drop off to people that are like kind of mediocre but i feel like we're really consistent uh, all across the board your schedule was really hard this year mm -hmm. how much do you think that prepared you for the, what this tournament's going to bring uh i think it prepared us a lot i always choose a hard schedule over an easy schedule because when it comes to playoffs you're not going to play those easy teams so uh, i think that was probably the best scenario we could have had what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like Thursday night when you get to finally suit up for this playoff game? I think people are going to be excited. I hope they're loud, and I hope people came for a show. And you're hoping that you put on a few of them this week. Oh, yeah, a few of them, for sure. Darren Watts of the Manitoba Bisons. They will play the winner of tonight's final game. We'll take you through what's happened already today when we come back, plus which Bisons and Westman stars were named Conference All-Stars. After the end of the regular season, those were named this week. That's all coming up next on the show. So we've talked about the Manitoba Bisons here at the Canada West Basketball Championship. Let's talk about the Westmen now, who went 15-5 this season, winning their last six games, eight of their last nine heading into the playoffs as the number three seed. As I told you earlier in the show, they had three players named to season-ending all-star teams, including Mike Mikhailov. The 6'9 junior out of Madrid, who talked to me earlier this afternoon ahead of finding out who their round two opponent would be. Tomorrow, the big day. You're finally going to be playing a playoff game tomorrow. How excited are you one day out? Well, um, everybody in the team is really excited for the for tomorrow's game. You know, we've been working hard for this uh, chance the whole uh, season. So, you know, expectations are big and we're really excited as a, as a team to play tomorrow. The finish to the season, you're on a nice win streak. You were able to claim a, a first-round bye. How, was that something you guys talked about, trying to earn a, a bye to the second day? Uh, yes, yes. We were really focused on the last um, half of the season to get a bye, you know, so we could actually um, have that extra energy, you know, for um, that uh, quarterfinal game. So uh, I think it was really important um, 
to think about that buy, and I think that uh, that's what led us as a team to get that uh, nice win streak uh, this uh, last six games. So normally in the course of a season, you know who you're going to be playing every single week. And, and in the past in this conference, you would know a day, a week out who your opponent would be. Uh, as we record this this afternoon, you don't know who you're playing tomorrow. How has that affected your preparations over the last week heading into this? Well, uh, last week we had a bye week and, well, we know we either going to play Fraser Valley or Regina. And every day we were uh, going through... Uh, the plays of Fraser Valley, then the next day was Regina, then the next day was back against Fraser Valley. You know, every day we would alternate between Fraser Valley plays and Regina plays. So uh, it's kind of more more of a load, I would say, uh, mentally to know every play and which team does it. But um, I think uh, we can take on this challenge and I think we'll be mentally prepared to whoever wins today. Your experience last year going to the Canada West Championship game, beating the Bisons in that gym, that amazing atmosphere, and going to the final eight where you didn't win a game, but you still got to go to the final eight. How much did that help this team heading into this year? Uh, I think it helped us in many ways. You know, some guys got experience at a big stage like the final eight. You know, we also, before starting the season, uh we were telling ourselves that we we're going to have a target on our backs because, you know, we we're an underdog last year and we got to the final eight. So uh, we started working harder, you know, motivating ourselves more, you know, preparing ourselves for the games better, you know. And, you know, teams actually went after us. But, um, but you know, I think uh, we still lost five games, uh, which I think is is a really good uh, record to have and you know it helped us a lot you know we prepared ourselves better for everybody and i think we took on that challenge perfectly now you mentioned you were underdogs last year you're not anymore people know who you are you're not flying under the radar anymore how do you think your team has dealt with expectations this season um, I think we didn't exceed the expectations but i didn't think uh, we also um like failed to prove ourselves as a team you know i think maybe when we were in january when we were like we already had five losses i think uh maybe some people started doubting us but i think uh as a team we collected ourselves and said like we need to win the last six games no matter who it is how tough are they and I think we did great, you know, and right now I think uh, people think, this, think the same about us, what they thought about us last year. How do you think your season went being named a, a third team all-star? Was that something that you had set out as a goal for you going into the year? Uh, well, no, I actually didn't think about uh, being an all-star. You know, what I was focused on was to get to the same place that we were last year, you know, to go to the final eight. And, you know, being named an all-star, it's a really great honor, uh, a really good award. But I also got to thank my, my teammates, you know, coaches and everybody that helped me with this uh, award. So what's most important is uh, where we end as a team. And you weren't the only Westman to win an award. Sean Moranin, second team all-star. What has he meant to this team as the as the point guard? Uh, well, I think uh, it, it was a great impact. You know, everybody was expecting that Sean would be a first or second All-Star. You know, uh, he's a great leader. 
You know, he's capable to lead us on and off the court. You know, uh, his game vision is excellent. I actually have never witnessed uh, such an excellent uh, game vision. You know, um, really great guy, charming, you know, um, makes everybody play, betters everybody. He also helped me play better this year. So I think uh, it was a great thing that he was named an All-Star and he actually deserves it. And Cato Jero as well made the all-rookie team. What's it been like to have a, a kid like him coming off the bench being such a an important player for your team? Well, um, I think it's also a great um, – he's a great guy, great player. You know, he also uh, motivates everybody in, the, uh, in our team. We know when we're practicing, he's – I can also see, like, potential leadership quali- uh, qualities from him. You know, uh, he's a guy that strives to be better every day, you know, um, close friends with him. He provides an excellent impact uh, on the court. You know, he always, in defense, he really tries his best, you know, and I got to say he, he deserved that all-rookie nomination. And I think uh, the few, uh, in the future, he could be a really, really good, really good player, say like first, second All-Star. So looking at this uh, this experience coming up, the, the format has changed. Now it's a single elimination tournament. It starts today and it runs through Sunday. It, it goes quickly. Uh, how much do you enjoy the pressure of knowing, hey, if we don't win today, we don't get to play on Saturday. We don't get to play on Sunday. This is it. Well, me, me personally, you know, um, I haven't thought much about it. You know, it's just like, Focus on Thursday, you know, focus on what you can do, prepare yourself uh, the best as you can. And, well, if you lose on Thursday, that's it. You know, there's no there's no pressure, you know, just like play your best, do what you can and get ready for it. Well, and as I said, if, if you lose, on, if we lose tomorrow, then then that's it. You never know. Curious from your uh, family's point of view. Are they back in Spain watching at a in the middle of the night? Uh, yes, my mom is in Spain right now. She also she will be watching, and my dad right now is in Russia, back in his hometown, and he will also be watching. Yeah, they stay pretty late, and uh, like four or five a.m. to watch my games. Because it's going to be you know six p.m. tomorrow night is is great. It's perfect time for us here in Winnipeg to watch basketball. Yeah. Uh, but I guess your games are always on around that time, so your parents are used to pulling these all-nighters to watch you play. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Every weekend they uh, they're used to pull these uh, all nighters, and you know it was tough for them at first, but you know they got used to it. So do they do they sleep and then get up, or do they just stay up the whole night? Um, they they sleep actually uh, in the afternoon. You know, uh, they get uh, two three hours of sleep before that, and then they stay up. And then it's the same thing for the for the next day for Saturday. Right. What does it mean to you to have that kind of support back home? Uh, you know, it's great. It's great. You know, especially uh, my dad. You know, who was a professional basketball player. He watches my games. He analyzes every move that I did. You know, on offense and defense, and he helps me out. So the next day, when I have some time to work out, he tells me like what to do, what to correct, what to do better. 
um, you know, and also uh, my mom there is also emotional support, you know, so it's great. And I think it also pushed me to where I am, you know, and I think also uh, I, I would like to dedicate this All-Star nomination to them. Well, Mike, appreciate your time. Thanks for this and the best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all that they should. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you all.